Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. So this is a a really kind of a cool Sunday, not just because we have food, not just because we are in the round, but we are wrapping up our Emotionally Healthy Spirituality series today. This will be the last of the series. And um, and so what we've been doing, you guys, every week we talk about our Thrive Flames, right? We're trying to to, to stir up and to become a, a people that are literally just, well, I mean, it's not literally, we're not bursting into flame, but we are on fire followers of Jesus. We are passionate. We are all in. We are sold out. And so what we've been doing is is we've been kind of focusing on that third flame, which is our grow flame. And that means that we're growing in personal wholeness. And what we mean by that, church, is that we are uh, growing in emotional and spiritual health and and maturity. We're learning how to love one another. We're learning about kind of the, the, the contents of our heart and where, you know, we're missing God and where we've picked up bad habits and things like that. And so we want to lean into this. We want to grow to be uh, spiritually mature, emotionally healthy people so that we can love one another better, so that we can experience God's peace in our lives. But today, our, our last topic for today, we're also going to be hitting on our first flame, which is the ignite flame. And that is all about igniting a vibrant relationship with Jesus. So when, when someone were to ask you, hey, how's your, how's your heart doing? How's your connection with Jesus uh, going? Um, what we want to stir up is so that we could all say, I am so on fire for Jesus right now. My connection is amazing. And so we're trying to stir up ignited followers of Jesus. And so that's what we're going to do. So here's what we're actually talking about today. We're going to be talking about our devotional times. We're talking about our quiet times. We're talking about our spiritual disciplines, right? For how many of you guys, is that like a really motivating talk? Like, yay, we get to talk about spiritual disciplines disciplines, right? Like not many of us. I understand you guys that for probably a decent group of people in this room, when we start talking about our devotional life or our quiet times or our spiritual disciplines, that can sort of represent um, an area of uh, discouragement, maybe an area where we feel a tiny bit of shame or frustration because we can't seem to make progress. We don't seem to spend as much time with God as we want to or we don't uh, experience him in the ways that we have longed to. And so I know that this area can represent a bit of a challenge for us. And I just want to tell you guys that if if you're sort of in that camp, you are certainly not alone in it. Um, a number of years ago, actually this was back when I was at the Elgin Vineyard Church, I was uh, discipling, mentoring this, this guy that was a little bit younger than I am. And he was a, a brand new believer and he was super hungry for the Lord, right? really, really hungry for the Lord. He was growing. We talked every week and he would share his life and I would try to cheer him on and strengthen him. And one of the things that he was really passionate about was he wanted to be able to connect with God through like a daily devotional time or a day, you know, just a time of connection that was really 
important to him. And so he said, Kevin, I want you to like hold me accountable so that I can like, you know, spend time with God multiple days a week. Maybe not every day, but multiple days of the week. We, can we talk about that? And I said, absolutely. It's a really important thing. And so the next week we got together and I said, how, you know, how did it go? Did you get some time to spend with God? And he said, hardly any, you know, it was really bad. I'm re- I feel so bad about it. I said, no worries. Just let's keep pressing. And so every week we would get together and every week he would come back to me so frustrated because he was not able to get himself to sit down and pray or sit down and read the Bible or sit down and worship. And so we did that for, you know, a couple of months. And then he, he showed up one day and he said, you know what? I think I know what the problem is. And I said, okay, what's that? And he said, video games, like video games are killing me. (laughs) And, And so he was like so passionate about this that he said, here's what I want to do. I'm, every week that I don't have at least like three times with the Lord, I'm going to bring you one of my video games. And I was like, all right. I mean, if that's, if that's what you want to do, we could do that. And so, uh, so we broke up and I, you know, he showed up the next week for our meeting and he handed me a video game, right? And so like, okay, come on. You know, the point of this is that you actually have these times with God. And, uh, and so, uh, we, you know, we spent our time. He shows up a week later hands me another video game. And after about two months or so, I had all of his video games, and I think I had his console as well. And the poor guy, like, I gave up on the whole accountability thing with that, but I kept his stuff for months, like, just out of lazy, like, he didn't ask for it, it was like on a shelf, so he just went without video games for a really, really long time. And so I just want to say that it is a tough thing for some of us to really get traction and to, and to go deep and to go far and to move forward in this area of like personal devotions or time spent with God on a regular basis. So I, I want to acknowledge that, but I also want to tell you that the whole point of these activities is to bring us life. The whole point of us connecting with God and presenting ourselves to God and, and seeking Him through a variety of spiritual activities is that God, it would bring us into God's presence, that we would experience Him, and that He would give us newness of life, and He would change us and, and, and help us to thrive and to flourish. And so, I just want to say that if your current approach to spending time with the Lord isn't uh, stirring up in you a heart that is like burning for God, if it's if the current approach that you have isn't making you go, I just love every moment that I have with God. I just feel so alive and so stirred up. If that's not happening, then maybe this is a good time to just step back together and take a fresh look at what it is that we're doing. And it's it's the springtime. I hear it's the spring. We don't really get to experience it, but it's the spring. And so it's a really good time to just take a fresh look at what we're doing. And so today what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Um, just briefly, briefly share with you maybe a new approach to spending time with God and what we do. Maybe a new way of thinking about it that could end up helping you. Maybe even a new practice. And it's going to be a fun morning because what we're going to do is I'm going to only talk for probably another 15 minutes or so. And then um, I have discussion questions. And you guys are going to do discussion around your tables. We're going to take advantage of being in circles today. How's that sound? Yeah. 
Okay, good. So, we're talking about spiritual practices, and before we go any further, I do want to make a disclaimer, and the disclaimer is this. I'm going to share with you uh, a new approach, but it's important that you guys know that this is not the only reason. I'm going to give you a new reason for connecting with God, and I believe that it's an important new way of thinking about our new reason for pursuing God's presence, but it is absolutely not the only reason, and that's sort of important that I say that at the outset, okay? Uh, but uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about something that is brand new, because I believe, church, that our sort of uh, uh, current approach is really just promoting the same thing that we've been getting all along, right? That we actually need to change something in the way that we connect with the Lord. And so I want to ask, uh, I want us to ask the question, first of all, why do we do it? Why do we do this at all? Why do you, why do you pray? Why do you read the scripture? Why do you worship? Why do you do any of those things? When um, our oldest kid, Aiden, was a freshman at uh, Palatine High School, he had a friend who was this runty, skinny, little, scrawny Indian kid. Um, and I'm not going to tell you his name, but he was just this, he was literally no more than 105 pounds soaking wet. He kind of, he didn't dress very well. He was kind of a math and science nerd. He was just like a typical sort of like ninth grade kid, right? But this kid was comfortable in his own skin. Like, he just was, he was himself. He just, he liked himself. He was just a fun kid to be around. And he's actually my hero. Because this little scrawny Indian ninth grade kid, uh, when he was in ninth grade, homecoming rolled around, and he had his sights set on this popular senior girl at Palatine High School. And so he asked her to homecoming, right? He asked the senior girl to go to homecoming with him. And Aiden told me the story. I love it. And she looked at him. And you know what she said? No. <laughs> no. No way. And he said, why won't you go with me? And she looked at him and she goes, you're too small. <laughs> that was it. You're too small, right? But this guy's a hero to me. And I, I just think, why not go bake, right? Why shoot for the little? Yeah. Right? That's, how do you think I bagged Molly? So, <laughs> really, right? Why not go big? Why shoot for something less? And I, uh, church, I believe that for many of us, we have not gone big enough in our expectation of what we can experience and what God can do through our connections with him. I feel like we've set our sights far, far too low. We ask for too little because we have sort of this vague sense that this is a good thing to do, that we should be doing this. Even if the time that we spend with him, it doesn't actually feel like we've just spent time with the God of the universe, the creator of all things. And so I want us to get clearer this morning, and I want us to get bigger on our why, why we do this. Um, but first, before I do that, let's talk about our why not. Maybe, you know, let's, I just want us to think about for a second, what are bad reasons for connecting with God? Why would we, you know, what are things that are too small or too little? And the first thing I would say is this. I would like for us to dismiss the notion that there is an obligation, that we feel a sense of obligation, that we spend time with God because it's just something that Christians are supposed to do. And you may not explicitly say that, but many of us, somewhere lurking in our heart, we sort of feel that. 
that way. That we're not being a good Christian if we don't do this. So we're just supposed to show up for God in this way. And I was thinking about if, if I ever asked Molly out on a date and I were to say, hey, could we hang out on Friday night, go out for dinner or something like that? If Molly were to say, Kev, there were like 10 other things that I would rather be doing than going out with you. But we're married. I know I'm supposed to do it so we can go, right? If she were to do that, I'd get all indignant. I'd be like, don't do me any favors. I don't need you, right? I don't want that. That's the way I would feel. I'm sure that's the way that you would feel. And God probably feels the same way for any of us that would show up out of a sense of obligation because God doesn't need anything from you. He's perfectly sufficient in and of himself. There was a, a, an old missionary in the 20th century named Frank Laubach, and he said roughly this. He said, if your time with God is a drag to you, it's probably a drag to him as well, right? And so obligation is beneath us, and it's beneath God for sure. But the second way that, that we can sort of get tripped up uh, in how we approach our, our devotional times is to see devotional times as something that validates our Christianity, right? To see our devotional times as, uh, as, you know, uh, not just a means to an end, but the, the end in the, in and of themselves, right? And so, um, one of the things that Jesus was constantly calling the Pharisees out on is that they felt like their practices equated, uh, with them being godly, right? That, that basically godliness was in the religious activities that they did. And so, um, where is it? So Jesus said this. He called these guys out and he said this to the Pharisees. You guys diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you're going to possess eternal life. You diligently study the scriptures. You pray. You fast. You tithe. All of those things because you think that by those activities you will possess eternal life. These are the scriptures, Jesus says, that testify about me. And yet you refuse to come to me. To have life. Can you imagine? These are, the, these are the, the scriptures that testify about me, and yet you refuse to come to me to have eternal life. And Jesus makes it clear that all of our spiritual practices are, are not uh, the end in and of themselves. They're not the point of anything. The tool is not the point. It's what the tool can do, right? And so Jesus said the purpose of every spiritual activity that you do it's to help you to experience me. It's to help you to encounter me. It's, it's to present yourself to me so that I can move on you and change your life. And I just want to ask you that if Jesus is saying the purpose of your, of your connection with me is to bring newness of life, then I want to ask you in the ways that you connect with God, are you receiving it? Are you receiving newness of life? Are you experiencing his presence? Because if I were to say to you, how's your relationship with God? And you're like, I'm having all my quiet times. You've completely missed it. You're missing it because what's the point is the presence. The presence is the point, right? And so doing spiritual practices because we're obligated or doing them because it makes us feel like we're good Christians, it's too small for us. It's too small for God. And so what is a better why? What is a better purpose for getting together with the Lord? What is a better purpose for reading the scripture, for praying, for fasting, for meditation, or any of the practices that we do? Well, I, I want to challenge us 
that there is another purpose, another way of seeing this, and it's something that I want to uh, challenge you to keep in front of your mind all of the time. Okay, I want you to have this in the front of your mind every time you connect with the Lord. And again, this isn't the only reason why we connect with the Lord, but it's an important one, and I believe it's overlooked. And it's this. Here's what I want to say. Putting um, our emotionally healthy spirituality hats on for a moment, a key purpose for engaging in spiritual practices is to bring actual, experienced breakthrough in our lives. A key purpose for experiencing uh, or engaging in spiritual practices is to bring actual, experienced, real breakthrough in our lives. And so last week, if you were here, we discussed um, how we are called to sacrificially love one one another, right? To lay our lives down for each other. And what we learned last week is that we owe one another a continuing debt of love because we owe God a debt of love, right? That's what it means to, to uh, love like Jesus. Uh, and what I shared about Christian maturity is that uh, Christian maturity sometimes looks like squaring up to that debt of love that we owe to one another. It's saying, you know what? I know that I owe you a debt of love. That's really, really powerful right there. But what is even more important and more powerful is that not only that we own our debt of love to one another, but that we develop the emotional and the spiritual capacity to deliver that love. That is the real test, right? It's one thing to know what to do or to say or think. It's a completely different thing to be able to do it. All of us in this room, we probably know what Jesus would do, right? Christians have always known what Jesus would do, but it's a completely Completely different thing to have the capacity to do what Jesus did on a regular basis. And so my challenge to us today is to make breakthrough and to make life change and life transformation a big reason why we pursue God through each of our spiritual activities, whatever those activities are. And so I want us to pursue our devotional times with God with the intention of strengthening our heart and building the capacity to become the person that we are not currently right now. Does that make sense? We get together with God and we do these spiritual activities so that we can become the person that currently we are not today and so that we can do the things that we are currently unable to do. That's a good reason why we connect with God. Are you guys with me on that? So I want you to think about this. I want you to consider what is it that you desire in your life? What does God desire to do in your life? Where do you keep getting stuck? Where in your life do you keep getting stuck? Where are there behaviors in your life that you know God wants to change and God wants to heal, but you have not been able to do those things yet? I want you to think about where do you want breakthrough in your life and what would it look like in this area? And the next time you spend time with the Lord, what I would encourage you to do is I would encourage you to dream with the Lord. And I'd like you to look in your heart and find out just like, where is it that I'm, I'm feeling lost? Where am I grieving myself? Where am I grieving the Lord? Where is it like, it's just like, I know that God has more for me. Write it down. And then I want you to just ask the Lord, what would it look like for me to experience breakthrough? What would my life look like if I were to receive healing in this area and growth and maturity in this area, right? And so, again, the first question that I want us to, uh, well, first let me give you the key. So the first key is this. I want us to ask the question, not what practices do I want to engage, but rather, where do I want to experience breakthrough in my life? That's how I want you to approach your, your devotional time. 
Not by asking, what is it that I want to do? Well, I just, I, I, I want to read the Bible. I want to pray. Uh, I want to serve at church or something like that. Don't start there. Start with, where do I want to receive breakthrough? Where do I want to see transformation happen in my life, right? And these could be areas in your life where you've lived with it for so long that it just feels like it's a part of your personality. You could think to yourself, I'm just not, I'm not good at relationships. I, I'm just kind of an angry person. I'm not, I'm not a very forgiving person. These things could be so deep. But I, between you and the Holy Spirit, just come to God and say, where is it in me? What's unclean in me? Where do I want to see breakthrough happen? Where do I want to see transformation? And then dream about what that would look like with the Lord. Let that be the beginning point of your next times with the Lord. The second key is this. I want to challenge you guys to choose. Now listen, this is really different. I want us to choose activities that will be most helpful in producing the fruit or the change that we want to see. In other words, we approach our devotional time by just asking the Lord, where do you want to, to, to move in me? Where do I want to see breakthrough? And then secondly, I want us to approach our times by saying, okay, what spiritual activities will most deeply and powerfully impact that area of my life that needs to be changed, right? And so, uh, so what, what would happen, you guys, if we tailored our time with God and we tailored our activities with God to fit the breakthrough that we're pursuing? What if we tried that for a while, right? And so once you've determined what it is that you're seeking, think about the spiritual activities that could be most helpful. So let me give you an example. If you're wanting to love people the way that Jesus did, Let's think about that. If you want to, if you want to have a breakthrough of love within, in your life and love the way that Jesus did, what if instead of doing your rote exercises, whatever they were, if there were any at all, what if instead you took a season to meditate and to study on the life and the love of Jesus? What if you just went really, really deep on the life and the love of Jesus in study, in meditation, in memorization? What if you just took an entire season to go deep with that? And what if at the same time, as you were just kind of like immersing yourself in the life and love of Jesus, what if you added prayer to that? And maybe you added fasting to that. And you said, God, change my heart. Change me. Let me love the way that you do. What if you took an entire season of going deep in that one thing? Church, I believe that God will change your heart. I believe that you will grow in this area. Uh, what if, you know, you were dealing with a lack of peace in your life, right? You feel frenetic. You feel like your life is out of control. You're going in a million different directions, right? What would you do? How could you deal with that? Well, maybe you would just focus on getting still before the Lord, stillness and, and, and solitude and quiet. What if you just sat with God in a place of quiet and learned to listen for his voice? voice and you built into your schedule times of just stopping everything and you did that until you began to experience new levels of peace. I don't know what it would be for you but there are spiritual activities that can bring you into the place where God is calling you and can heal you of the places where you guys feel broken. So our second key church and I hope you're tracking with me is to tailor your spiritual activity towards the breakthrough that you're seeking. Make sense? Last bit. And this is kind of a kind of a general thing, but it's simply this. I would just encourage us in this new season to bust out of your routine and try something new. 
just bust out of your routine and do something different, right? Um, you probably have some sort of a regular set of practices that you do, and it could include some level of prayer, maybe some Bible reading, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. But again, every system is perfectly designed to achieve exactly the results it gets, Right? Every system is perfectly designed to achieve exactly the results it gets. And so every place where you're stuck, every place where your relationships aren't working, every place where your behavior is less than what God has for you, it's being maintained by your, by your current devotional routine. And so if you want different results, we need to do different things. And maybe we need to try things with, with different ingredients and even a different rhythm. And so one of the things that I have gotten into is I, I typically just look at devotional time or quiet time or however you want to talk about that. I just think of it as like a daily thing, right? Every day I do these things. But what if we actually added um, activities that we could only do on a weekly basis or activities that we can only do on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis, right? And so maybe every day... We try to devote some time to just worshiping God, praying, reading our scripture, whatever that is. But are there some things that you could do to go deeper if you did them more uh, sporadically? Maybe you did it once a week. Once a week you took uh, maybe an hour and a half to go on a long walk with God. Maybe quarterly you took an entire day to go deep with God. Or you took an entire day with a friend and you got together and you went deep in prayer for each other and reading the word or things like that. My challenge to us is to think not just about some sort of daily thing, but to actually think about how can I go deeper, maybe less frequently, but how can I do something different and something much further and much deeper than what I normally do? And then the other thing I would encourage us to do is to not just do the traditional three or however many spiritual practices it is that you normally do. Like typically it's prayer and Bible is what happens in my life, prayer and Bible, and not too, too much more than that. But what if we were to try to add a whole host of different spiritual activities because everything that we do that is in pursuit of God, everything that we do that is in pursuit of getting our hearts healed and submitting ourselves to him, that's a spiritual activity. And so sometimes, you guys, napping for some of you can be a spiritual activity. For me, it's a very important spiritual activity, right? So napping can be spiritual. Going for a drive with the Lord can be a spiritual activity. Running can be spiritual. Cooking can be spiritual as much as fasting can be spiritual. So I don't know what it is that you need or what God is doing, but expand the horizons of your connections with God, bring God into some different things in your life so that God can speak to you in a different way and in hopefully a more powerful way. Make sense? All right, so to kind of sum things up for us today, I just want to say that my key thought regarding our devotional life today is don't just have a connection with God. Don't just have a connection with God. Pursue God. That's the key word here. Pursue healing. Pursue breakthrough. Pursue maturation in your times with God. Because when we do, when we start to pursue those things, I believe that we'll start to see our connections with God not as the right thing to do, but we're going to start to see our connections with God as something that we absolutely have to have. I just have to have this time with God. And I believe, you guys, that the promise of God is that healing will come. Growth will come. Molly and I have been working on our stuff for so long, and we I am so happy to report to you that we are so much happier, so much more loving towards each other, so much, you know what I mean, more peaceful because we've been working on our stuff. We're not the same people that we were 10 years ago. And if I could just sum up our series with you guys for a moment, I would just I would just challenge you, I would ask you to pursue your healing. 
Pursue your healing. Pursue your wholeness. Do not give up on your heart, you guys. Don't give up on your heart. Fight that fight, and God will honor that. God wants to take you somewhere. He wants to do something in your life, and it's not too late for any one of us. And he's going to do a miraculous work in every one of us that would present ourselves to him and say, I know you're not done yet. I know there's a sanctifying work that you want to do in my heart, and I'm going to show up for that. I'm going to work on that. And when you do, your heart will be blessed. Your relationships will be blessed. This church will be blessed. The lost will be blessed because of the sacrifice and the the work that you put into it, because God is going to be all over that. He'll bless that in you. Amen? Amen.